this is Dr. Rosie Kuhn, and this podcast series is called Spiritual Immersion, Taking the Plunge. And the intention of these podcasts, this series, is to support you and empower you to distinguish what's true for you and how you live into that. So in a sense, you have spiritual principles and you have principles and values that you've been raised to think are true. And um, so this is actually what we're going to be talking about today, or I will be talking about today, is quite often people will say to me, how do you do this spiritual coaching thing? How do you like, how do you bring spirituality into everyday life? How do you do that? It's, it's a big, (laughs) it's a big concept. And, you know, when people ask me that question, I kind of get overwhelmed with the idea of, well, what do I do? And the fact of the matter is, is that it's very easy. And it's part of this process of spiritual immersion, which is distinguishing and discerning what are your highest values and truths? And how do you live into that? How do you live into your highest truth, your highest knowing, your highest um, sense of values and priorities? Uh, So, for example, many of us go to church on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, or any day of the week. We go to church and we say things and we repeat things and we talk about things that are related to our spiritual principles. And then we go to work or we go home and we, we just forget everything we just said and everything we just learned and everything, all those insights that are provided by the pastor, the priest, the support person who's speaking, the rabbi. We forget all that and we go back to being a regular person. And then we go, why, why is life not getting any better for me? Why is it that I'm so, I'm struggling and I'm suffering? Like, what is that? What keeps causing that? I go to church or I go to mass or I go to synagogue. Like, what's the problem? And the problem is, is that we say things, we tell other people, hey, here's some spiritual principles that are like really important. But we don't actually, we don't actually walk our talk. We don't actually do what it is that we want and think other people should do. This whole social justice, the whole social justice conversation is so much of it is about they should change. And we've got to raise awareness of how they need to change. And in fact, that's true. And what is my contribution? How do I need to change? How am I contributing to the social injustice? And when I ask that question, then I have to look really hard at myself. I have to take responsibility for how I'm walking my talk or not. Am I pointing the finger and saying they should do this, but I'm not? I don't have to do this? Those are the places that are really, really important. So quite often, um, you know, this is true for me too, is I'm constantly discerning and distinguishing what is my highest truth? What are the principles and values that I think everyone should live by? And then if I start writing them down and then ask the question, well, to what degree am I doing that? Living in kindness and generosity, um, in love, in forgiveness, in compassion, just to name a few then I can say, wow, I, I haven't forgiven a lot of people in my life. I'm still living with a lot of resentments and regrets. There's things I haven't let go of. 
I still have attachments to how people should have been. I have attachments to the way I was treated as a child, and I haven't let that go yet. I have attachments to how much money I should be making, and that's a way to, to tell myself how, how, how worthy I am. All of these are tied to specific principles of reality. Uh, and those principles either are aligned with our current paradigm of fear, our consensus reality, or with our spiritual principles, or what we say are our spiritual principles. Um, and if I'm saying these are my spiritual principles, am I actually living in those principles? Am I actually walking my talk? Um, and that's a, a big part of the 12-step programs. Many of you know that I've worked in recovery for, gosh, now probably 30 or f almost 40 years. That was the start of my work as a therapist, was working in recovery with people who had serenity. <laughs> and they had something that I didn't have. And it was like, how do they get that? And part of that, how do they get that, is that they walk their talk. They have uh, principles by which they live. And that's what they do. Now, some of those principles can be based on the 12-step program or based on, um, if you were an athlete, there's certain, you know, team principles about working with others and taking care of each other and thinking with each other and communicating with each other. Those kinds of things that are very much a part of your spiritual principles or your higher principles. You can call them what you want. You may be an atheist or you may be agnostic, but you still have principles that you go, this is in the highest good of me or my the people that I love. This is the high, in the highest good of the people on the planet. So you have that knowing regardless of whether you consider it to be sacred, spiritual, or use the, the language of a, a spiritual religious perspective, or you don't. And quite often, I'm doing this work without people even talking about spirituality, because spirituality, so many, uh, in so many ways, um, in, is interpreted in terms of uh, God specifically, or going to heaven or hell, or you know, all kinds of elements of the concept of spirituality, and it comes down to. What are your highest principles? What do you believe is really true, and in, in a sense, your absolute truth? And what we know, anyone who is um, more aligned with their spirit self, with their spiritual or higher truth, knows that there is no fear in spirit. There is no fear in the universe. There's no fear. So when I'm afraid, when I'm feeling afraid, and there's so much uncertainty in the world, so when I feel afraid, I know that I'm aligned with something other than with my spiritual principles. And my job then is to say, okay, how do I get aligned? How do I bring myself back into that place of serenity and peace? Part of the serenity is this beautiful prayer, if you don't know it already. It's the serenity prayer. Grant me the serenity to accept what I cannot change. Now that in itself is a lifelong learning. <laughs> and it's a, based on some pretty clear principles that I'm not in control all the time. And sometimes I'm powerless and that there is a higher wisdom, whether it's in me or somewhere, and I can let go and let God. I can let go to this higher wisdom. But I have to, I have to acknowledge and accept what I cannot change. And the courage, uh, so the, the prayer is, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. 
the wisdom to know, oops, I goofed, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can. And this is the part where we have the courage, each and every one of you listening and, and me and everyone I know has the courage to change their behavior and based on what their principles are and to say that principle, if I let go of that principle that about money, fear, or yeah, money, fear, success, worth, if I let go of that, I'm not sure, I'm scared. It's like, yes. And that's where the courage comes in to change the things, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. A lot of people will come to me and say, I can't, this is not something that I can change. This is an impossibility over here. It's like, okay, great. It's good to know that. And let's see what you can change. You may be powerless in this circumstance. So for instance, people who have who have been diagnosed with a terminal illness, they say, this is a for sure thing. It's like, okay, I get that. And let's see what we can shift. Let's see where you have the courage to shift things so that you come into serenity with yourself. Let's just see what happens. And that wisdom to know the difference is so important. The wisdom to say, okay, I can't change this. And I have the courage to look at things differently. And that's all I want each of you to be able to acknowledge for yourself is I have the courage to look at this differently. Now that doesn't say I have to do it differently. I'm just willing to, to see it differently and then see what happens. So each, each of that is, all of that is based on principles and values and what you see as your highest truths, your absolute truths and knowing and whether you're living into acting and thinking and being in alignment with that or something else. So again, my work as a transformational coach slash spiritual coach, my work as a business coach always asks the same question. I have a couple books um, uh, regarding business, the ABCs of spirituality and business and the dilemmas of being in business. And both of those books, all of my books really focus on what are your higher truths and principles? And to what degree are you living in alignment with that? And if not, what's in the way? And are you willing to look at things differently so that we could potentially shift that so you can have what you want? So as part of the spiritual immersion process, this is a really important conversation that you have with yourself and or with a thinking partner, with your minister or spiritual support or guide or companion somewhere you're having this conversation. I have it with uh, Rasha's book, Oneness. I have it all the time. And uh, I, we have these conversations. <laughs> I have these conversations with this book because it keeps pointing to, here's the truth. Now, where are you not living in that truth and you're living in another truth? So whether it's a book or tarot cards or astrology, um, the wisdom in a Bible or, or um, any place, um, the Vedas, you can um, really uh, distinguish what your higher truths are and how you get to living in those truths. That's the practice. That's the, the spiritual immersion process, walking the talk, walking the path, walking your path. So that's it for today. Um, if you have any feedback, comments, just email me at rosie at the paradigm shifts.com. 
you can find my books on Amazon, and you'll also see that they're in some books are in Portuguese and Spanish and Italian and French and other languages. So if you've got if you speak a different language and you'd like some support in that language, there's a lot of my books that are in different languages. That's pretty fun to say. All right, big hugs to you. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.